0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Curtain Call. You thought the show was over. Um, I'm Jennifer.
1: I'm Cameron.
0: And we're going to start with our little intro where we can catch up, do some small talk. But um, here's our highlights, lowlights, and spotlights. So my highlight this week was that I got to go back to school. So it was very exciting. I I missed being in Baton Rouge and getting to see all my friends. So it's been fun, even though we're having to socially distance. um my low light was actually physically moving because that was an effort (laughs) upstairs like I have bruises all over my legs from like the boxes like supporting them anyway it was traumatic but it's fine we made it I moved in um and now onto my spotlight so I recently watched this movie called down with love now there's only one musical number and it's at the end but It just does, it does everything. So this movie is Ian McGregor, okay, and Renee Zellweger, and it's absurd. Like, it's so ridiculous. And it has every plot twist imaginable. And you just, like, you don't see it coming. (laughs) And the idea is that Renee Zellweger's character has written a book. It takes place in the 60s. She's written this book that's like, ladies, you don't have time for love. When you get the urge to love a man, eat chocolate. And then go and live your career. (laughs) Love? It's so funny. But then, like, you know, you've got a movie with Ian McGregor and Renee Zellweger. And then finally, at the end we get a big musical number between the two of them and it's incredible. So highly recommend go check it out.
1: Yeah. I need to add that to my list. That sounds so cool. It
0: is. It's so cute um, so that's me, so Cameron, what are your highlights, lowlights, and spotlights? Oh, well,
1: okay, I love that we're doing this, because it's, like, this is, like, our weekly catch-up, too, because yeah. we're not with each other, for real, okay, my highlight, this is so lame, but I'm reading such a good book right now, Ooh, okay, <laughs> it is called The Outsider, it's by Stephen King, um, it is a massive book, it's, like, 500 pages, but my roommate recommended it to me. And literally yesterday we were like an old married couple. We both just sat on the couch all day with our books and we're reading. We made some tea. But yeah, I've been reading it for a while. I'm almost done. And I just, I still like, it's like a murder mystery, like thriller type book. I don't know what's going to happen. It's just so exciting. So can't wait to finish it. Okay. Um, my low lights literally, I mean, I just had like kind of a boring week. That's all like nothing really has gone wrong. Um, just like not in school yet, not working. So I've just been like living a chill life so not even just like that a bad thing it's just a mediocre thing my spotlight was the tony awards announcement that came out yesterday um that they're going to do like a little like, virtual celebration of theater in the fall so that's exciting there's not many details out yet but i'm just glad that we're going to be able to have something in this this time because i know that the arts are struggling and i'm sure the artists are really struggling so happy that we get to celebrate them looking forward to it
0: Absolutely. No, I'm excited. We'll have to have a virtual Tony's party.
1: Oh, yes. And then a pod episode to follow. Yes, of course. (laughs) Of course. Of course, of course. course. Um, So, yeah, let's dive into our meet for this week's episode. We're going to do our top five movie musicals. Um, Jennifer and I have made a rubric. We have ranked (laughs) and averaged um, with weighting in the different categories for probably about, what would you say, like 15, 18 different movie musicals we had both seen. Yeah, there was a lot of of them. Um, This may not be the top five from, like, a critic's point of view, but from our point of view, it's pretty solid, so.
0: There was definitely some bias in the weight choosing. Like, we're gonna be completely transparent about that.
1: This is very much our opinions, but... What is what is in fifth place, Jennifer? Let us know.
0: All right, so we actually had a tie for fifth place between the producers and the *Les Miz movie. So, an interesting two that are not similar at all to be very much so. tied. Um, but let's get into why they are this way. So, for our first category, and I guess I should list all of our categories really fast. We have cast singing, dancing, acting, and general execution. So cast is at 20%, singing's at 25 That's very important as it is a musical. Uh, dancing, we drop down to 10 for the reason that a lot of these movies don't have a ton of dancing. So it's kind of an unequal footing. Um, acting's again at 20, and then general execution is at 25. It's just, like, our overall kind of opinion. So, for Les Mis, we put our cast at 9. Um, I think because oh, and, it's... Sorry, by the way, these are all rated out of 10. Yes, oh, thank you, Cameron. Yes. <laughs> it's good to know. Um, so yeah, so Les Mis cast is at 9. It's a pretty solid cast. I think there's really one main casting, if, like, iffy. One. What What are your thoughts, Cameron?
1: Yeah, I like the cast. I mean, I have like, there's nothing wrong. I know that Russell Crowe he got a lot of backlash per se. Um, I honestly like thought it was somewhat undeserved. Maybe it, that's an unpopular opinion.
0: I, I don't actually, know. I agree with you. I think his singing. So I would say his singing was compared. Like is com. Comparative to Gerard Butler singing in Phantom, where it makes do, but it's like, he's not a, you can tell maybe he's not a trained musical theater singer. Yes. But he's not so bad as Pierce Brosnan singing in Mamma Mia. Right? Like, there's, like, he's not bad, he's just different, especially when he's juxtaposed to very highly trained musical theater actors, especially on the barricade when it's all exactly. Broadway boys.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, if I had paid, you know, $150 to go see him in New York, I would have been a little bummed. But for, like, a $12 movie ticket, I think he was fine. So, uh, He definitely yeah,
0: understood I, the character.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And then the producers, we have a 10 out of 10 because... because uh, yeah because duh because we've got Nathan Lane we've got Matthew Broderick we've got Will Farrell, which what market do you want i mean a trifecta <laughs> <laughs> and many and many many more um, and uh, Uma Thurman as uh, the as the maid i always forget her name so i'm not going to butcher it um but yes, I don't I don't have any beef with that cast. I think it's incredibly well done. So
1: <laughs> I agree. And then in the singing category, we have Le Miz at an eight out of ten. And the producers at a seven out of ten. So both did pretty well. We just Absolutely
0: Um Yeah, I think we talked about this with Russell Crowe. Like I think he does bring down the singing level just a little bit. And maybe Sasha Baron Cohen does too, just a little bit. Um again, just not trained. Like he's very good. Like it's not Better than I could do, <laughs> but, yeah. but it's just like on a different level and a different exactly. type of singing too. I think, and then with the and then with the producers, I think it's that same problem of, uh, while Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick are Broadway guys, um, it's just a different type of singing that I think doesn't always lend itself to the like musical level of singing that we're maybe trying to look for. Um, yeah, so then. Moving on to dancing, Um, lame is we give it a five. There's not really dancing, so it's, like, kind of not fair a little bit. Uh, But also they do a blocking and everything on the barricade, so I think we took that into mind, and that's, you know, pretty well
1: done. Yeah, and then producers came in with an eight out of ten in dancing, so, again, solid, like, nothing extraordinary, but nothing bringing them down.
0: Right, exactly.
1: The producers, the
0: final number really pulls them up in terms of their dancing. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Of yeah. course. Um, okay, so then acting. So, Lay Miz, we've got a 9 out of 10
1: because, I mean, it's really, really good. I agree. I think, like, the acting was, one, the score show this, but the acting was definitely the strongest part of their production, which I think is natural when you have a movie musical because you're usually bringing in actors who can sing rather than singers that can act and yeah so I think that kind of shows with like Anne Hathaway and everything like that like a very good performance
0: yeah absolutely I mean she won an Oscar so yeah it did did well in the awards realm so (laughs) um and then producers again a nine out of ten I think Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick have been doing those characters on Broadway for a while and that shows and it Will Ferrell's an incredible Franz Liebkin like he just really understands what we're what they're going for there
1: um the yeah, comedic the chemistry
0: yeah absolutely the ch- chemistry between the two main characters for sure and then it, i think that this is a very different type of acting but also done very well whereas like miss they're really hitting that dramatic acting like highest tier and then with the producers they're hitting the comedic acting highest tier there
1: exactly so yeah so when we averaged all that out they both came in with a score of 8.35 in fifth place so well so done yeah Um, Moving up just a little bit in score to an 8.55, we have Rent. So, I mean, I feel like this is a classic. I feel like it's slightly more of a classic for the people that are about seven years older than us. Maybe not even that much, but like the people that went through high school just before we did, I feel like this is like their theater kid Anthem.
0: I would agree. I think it also is kind of like Hamilton in the sense, like, of that age in the 90s, oh. right, of that musical that maybe people knew that weren't huge Broadway followers, that's, like, like musicals and everything, but aren't the major theater nerds. Um, I think we're into it, and, like, everyone knows Idina Menzel, and I think part of that has to do with Rent, you
1: know? yeah. So. And that, I actually didn't even think about that in terms of like accessibility and like breaking barriers into the mainstream world. And I think it's also like Hamilton in the sense that it kind of like shifted what we view as a musical and like how we view musical theater, which I think kind of goes hand in hand with the making it more mainstream, but just kind of changing the sound of what kind of music is on a Broadway stage. And I know this was not on a stage and on film, but Oh, it was on it's stage all, first. Yeah, exactly. So it all kind of goes hand in hand and I think putting it out there on a DVD for a movie musical really broadens the audience, which is always absolutely. a good thing. Absolutely. But yes, and casting for rent we got a 10 out of 10 because like we said Adina Menzel I mean I think the whole
0: better. yeah, I think the whole cast of that movie defined what those characters are for everyone exactly. forever. Um absolutely. And then singing um a 9 out of 10. I mean really good just really good and it's Um, one of those
1: cast recordings you can listen to again and again and again absolutely absolutely
0: um dancing a seven out of ten mostly just because there's not a ton um what they do they do they do fairly well uh it's not on the same level as you know like a hairspray or you know uh other one but (laughs) shut up
1: (laughs) (laughs) but Yeah, I agree. It's solid dancing, solid blocking. We kind of included blocking for some of these maybe musicals, yeah. considering the dance was, like, slim to nine. But, yes, and then acting in eight. So, again, pretty solid. And like I you think, said with the singing, like, it defined these roles.
0: Absolutely. I think, I think the acting came down a little bit, maybe just because there's, you know, there's some overacting, especially in the, like, Maureen part where she's doing the cows. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, a
1: little extreme, <laughs> but...
0: Overall, of course, an incredible, incredible movie musical. Um, So, yeah. With that, we'll move on to our third place, which is The Sound of Music. A true classic.
1: Oh, yeah. Julie
0: Andrews, the grandma of everyone. Um, Love her. Um, So, cast, 10 out of 10. I mean, uh, Julie Andrews, need I say more?
1: Yes. I am and I feel like, like, for me, this was the first ever – well, I think it was the first ever thing I saw Julie Andrews in. I may have first seen it around the first time I saw, like, The Princess Diaries, but I – definitely this is a more iconic role for her, so.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and even and even Captain Von Trapp, like, he's, he's the grandpa in the first uh, uh, National Treasure. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he shows up, and even when I was younger, I was like, is that Captain Von Trapp, you know? Like, definitely – Definitely a well-cast movie. Yes. And then for our singing, 10 out of 10. I mean, especially considering the fact you have, what, nine kids singing? Yeah. And, I mean, they're all just insane. I mean, you know, they're holding their own with Julie Andrews in multiple songs. (laughs) Yes. It's pretty impressive.
1: And again, just, like, kind of, like, iconic. Like, the score itself is iconic and such a staple. I know that Um, when I go to the music therapy sessions, these are songs that we have in our rep to sing to older adults, because it's kind of just like a timeless, a timeless collection of songs. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And thinking, yeah, I'm thinking that's like as a, um, iconic and and timeless soundtrack, the fact that their voices handled it is also very impressive.
1: Um, with dancing, <laughs> with dancing it's an eight. We were laughing when we were scoring this because to be honest, there's not a ton of dancing in the film, but we did talk about um sixteen going on seventeen and that iconic gazebo action we get. I know I like can't walk by a gazebo <laughs> without embarrassing my friends and skipping all over it. So
0: I mean, you know, they it's executed flawlessly gazebo choreography who knew you know like that's just another level of talent in my I'm surprised it didn't take off
1: yeah I'm (laughs) surprised more musicals haven't incorporated that it's really a really a party trick love it love it
0: all right acting um nine out of ten I mean it's a really well done movie and very well acted I think again kids holding their own in scenes you know not overacting but you know holding a holding up the level and the ability that you see of the adults is very well done.
1: Well, and something that's so common in movie musicals is like overacting just because it can have that cheesy flair to it. And I think they acted as if they were like not in a musical per se. Like it was very good acting. I would completely agree. And then overall execution, we also gave it a nine out of ten. I mean, it's a staple. Everybody, everybody's heard of Sound of Music, even if they haven't seen it. So, they obviously did what they came here to do, and that winds them up with a score of eight point eight five out of ten overall. So, good yes. job, Sound of Music. Well done. <laughs> we, we love you. you.
0: We appreciate <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and then in second place, uh, one I do love Ugh. the last five years, the more recent one. But here we go. So. Last five years, cast 10 out of 10. I mean, we've got some Jeremy Jordan. We've got some Anna Kendrick. What's not to love?
0: And their chemistry is, I think, just like popping off the screen.
1: I think, I know that I heard some negative things going around about them in the movie production after what was on stage. And like, I, maybe I just have unrefined taste, but I like didn't have anything negative to say. I thought they did a fine job. And I thought, so. yeah,
0: I thought they had incredible chemistry, like I said, and I think by the end, you know you're sobbing with both of them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like you're not just sobbing with her and you're not just sobbing with him, like you know both of them portray their characters with redeeming qualities and and show a lot of depth to what's going on and and you really feel that like emotion and and sadness, so, yeah, no, they both do just incredible jobs i don't i uh you know, I can, of course, imagine other people in those roles, but I think those two together really nailed it. I would agree.
1: Um, And singing, we also gave them a 10 out of 10. Uh, I think that a Jason Robert Brown score is going to be difficult no matter what, and I think they pulled it off extremely, extremely well. Absolutely. I, I Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Thank you. I was just going to
0: say, I think uh, both of them have very strong voices, but they, like you said, executed the score um, with their own tone and, and stayed true to kind of how we're used to hearing them sing without butchering the score as well, you know? Exactly. So that was very well done.
1: And I think, I've probably said this before on the podcast, but I do think Jeremy Jordan is the best male vocalist of our time. And well, maybe rivaling Ben Platt, but they both mm, so good. And I just I, I listened like, to him sing his songs all day.
0: Yeah. I feel like the strength of this movie and this like adaptation of this show specifically was that you got two people who are kind of singers first. Mm. Like that's kind of their first thing when you kind of when you think of them, you know, like I think of Jeremy Jordan's vocals. And yeah. b- both of them are spectacular. Actors as well, and yeah. so then when you bring that in, you can hit such a difficult score and also hit a really emotional, difficult plot, too.
1: And I think, True, yeah, I think it comes across, yeah. For dancing, we gave it a six. Simply, there's just not too much going on, and I don't think either one of them are dancers, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when we were talking about how they're singers first, they're definitely dancers last,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the movie is very much so one that follows that's about the story and the words, um, without a lot of showy, showiness to it.
1: Exactly. And then acting a nine out of 10, like you were saying, they're both, they both can act. I think Anna's experience and movie musicals with Pitch Perfect and things like that definitely helped her out.
0: Absolutely. And then, I mean, Jeremy Jordan's Jack Kelly. I mean, if that doesn't say, if that doesn't say, if that doesn't prove that that boy has range, I don't know what does.
1: Exactly, exactly. So general execution, a 9 out of 10. I think it probably could have been released in theaters on a better day. If I could recall correctly, it was on Valentine's Day. And um, I just feel like, I feel yeah, like as you're, no. it, as you're advertising this to the general public, people who maybe did not know what the story was about, <laughs> probably not a great day to release it. Um
0: would be like the worst Valentine's date ever.
1: I know, imagine. Imagine not knowing what you're getting yourself into. Let's but. go
0: watch a love story, babe. <laughs>
1: And, then, and it is far from that. But yeah, overall in 9.15 for Miss Last Five Years. Woo! And I think I'm gonna have to watch her tonight after talking about her. <laughs> I, I miss her.
0: All right. Shall so we get I'm into our number one?
1: Now, announce number one.
0: Number one. I mean I think a lot of people maybe wouldn't follow us on this, but I think I think we made a good choice. I think we've ranked it accurately, and I feel really good about it. So number one is the classic hairspray
1: hairspray 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 Woo! Woo! this is one of my favorite movie musicals i mean obviously it is my favorite movie musical but
0: it's so good and, okay yeah we'll get into it so cast 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 you can't go wrong we had the perfect tracy turblad amanda binds in an incredible performance <laughs> incredible right in her prime in her prime, she really yeah, is ideal Amanda Bynes right there. Um, Mr. Zac Efron, who I
1: unapologetically love and I feel really good about. So he- Zac Efron, I just have so much to say about this man. I feel like if I were to see him in public, I would, wrongly, wrongly so, but I would expect him to come say hello to me just because I feel like he's been with me every step along the way. <laughs> Like from when I was at six and being introduced to musicals and high school musical to Hairspray to, he's just, he's consistently followed me throughout my life. And I feel like we're friends. That's all I have to say. I love that. I love that. I think, I think
0: Zac Efron is very, very talented, which is what makes me still love him. Cause you know, I loved him as a child because he was Troy Bolton, right? But then when you get down to it, he's really good in everything he does. It's very consistent performances. And then when he comes in as Link, who has to be, Link has to be done so right. You know what I mean? You can't just do Link and it be okay because he's got to be this kind of guy on a pedestal that isn't perfect, but at the end of the day is like the guy that you want your heroine to end up with. And while, you know, there's a basic leading man, I think, link presents more challenges in the sense that he has to seem shallow and then not be shallow mm-hmm. um i don't know and if i'm still saying. retain that charm exactly and still be charming exactly and he does it so well and then of course he's just an insane triple threat between the dancing and the singing so he is spectacular in that role uh, we've got james Marston as Corney collins which brings me such joy yes 100 percent. and then miss queen latifah Need I say more? It's just a star-studded cast. It's so good. It's so well cast, hence the 10 out of 10. Yes. So good.
1: Um, in our singing category, we have a 9 out of 10. I think they all delivered very well. I think it's one of, the, one of the best Tracys I have heard. I would agree. I don't have an argument to that. I love it. I agree. I think even
0: John Travolta singing the mom's part, which is hard, is not – is not bad. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that's hard to do when you're cross-dressing to be able to sing a higher part, especially someone like John Travolta, who doesn't do that a ton, you know? Um, but I think he does a really good job. Um, yeah. Should we move on to dancing? Dancing? Yeah, hit it. 10 out of 10. It's so well done, especially for such a dance-heavy musical, is, it's very easy for it to not be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they, they really, I mean, all of the dance scenes are fun to watch, they're clean, um, they're creative, I, uh, they're just fun, and it's a fun movie to watch visually, I think, so. And
1: something that, like, when you see Hairspray live on a stage, the energy that is brought through, like, this style of music and this type of dance could be hard to recreate on a screen, but I feel the energy the same when I watch the movie as Absolutely. when I go see it live. Absolutely. And I think that leads us into the acting because it's partly acting too with
0: that energy. And that is a nine out of 10 on the acting. Um, I mean, I think we, we, we've been saying throughout all these categories, everyone just really delivers. It's really good performances from everyone. Um, you don't see overacting the serious parts. The tone is hit, I think, respectfully. Uh, and the, but the tone change isn't whiplash so you feel like you're still in the same movie and you still like you're with the same characters.
1: Uh so just overall really well done character arcs from all of our actors. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked about how lame is and the producers are two completely different types of acting. And I think hairspray it's kind of a third all in itself because you're dealing with heavy topics. But at the same time like It's funny. It's a feel good musical, you know. So I think they do a really good job balancing those two and bringing the importance of both types of acting. I guess you could say, yeah, do both well. And then I think that brings us to our general execution, which is a nine out of ten. I mean, they did everything well. I think whoever was working on like the visual side of the movie in terms of like costuming and set really nailed it. Yeah, I completely agree.
0: Yeah, no, just really well done overall. Um, And that's our 9.3. Good for them.
1: At the park. Um, Something I love to do, and I have done it like I think three times in my life, is I'll do a triple feature and I'll start it off with High School Musical. We'll move into Hairspray and then we'll watch the Ted Bundy doc with um, (laughs) Zach Efron. And we just have ourselves a Zach Efron day. Um, Just three very different roles, and it's incredible. Again, the man's range. <laughs> Zach, if you're listening, we admire you. And the fact we love that you. So, you know, really the comeback kid, when you think about how he didn't even sing in High School Musical 1. <laughs> Wait, that's so true. Like, we go
0: from them making him lip sync to him carrying his own in multiple movie musicals. We've got Hairspray and The Greatest Showman, both yeah. of which he does really well. Um, He's funny, he's charismatic, and then he's a serial killer. <laughs> he
1: he did that role so well. I, I he was last time. It's so cool. I, I
0: love I love him in that movie and I really love the idea that it's Zac Efron because Ted Bundy was super charismatic and mm-hmm. a heartthrob. Like there were a lot of people who were like, Oh, he's sexy, and you're like He's yeah. a killer. He's psychotic. It adds to the weight of it. It really does. I And I think he delivered really hard. And I know he said, like, it was a hard role, too, because obviously. But sure. I, where was his Oscar nomination? That's what I want
1: to know. He I'm worked, still looking for
0: it. He worked really hard. That's all I'm saying. A for effort.
1: All right. Well, that wraps up our top five music movie musicals. Um, I'm going to have to watch one tonight because I'm just in the mood now. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fitting time for us to do this episode, seeing as we're all kind of relying on movie musicals since there's no live theater right now. So
0: Absolutely. I completely yeah, agree. Very
1: fitting. Let's move into our six degrees of separation. We've got first up, we have Carol Lindsay. Okay. All right. And then up next, we have Audra McDonald. So how are we going to connect the two? Oh, well, I'm so glad you asked, Cameron. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Well, when I think of Kara, I think of her as Glinda, but I also think of her in Newsies, just because that's one of the musicals near and dear to my heart. Of course. So I'm thinking about our original Broadway cast of Newsies. Okay.
0: So we've got Jeremy Jordan.
1: We've got Jeremy Jordan, but as much as I love him, he's kind of... Well, we could connect him to Laura. We could do a Bonnie and Clyde thing. Right. Laura to... See Laura, she just circles us right back to Newsies because we got. That's Corey what I was thinking. Band.
0: That's exactly where I was at. But and there's there's Santino in Cinderella.
1: Mm. But okay, I, I think I think we should go back. I think we should go back to Newsies. Okay. And I think we should go with my boy Andrew Keenan-Bolger because he. We're go- I think we're going to have a double Newsies thing here, but I'm thinking we take AKB, AKB, we put him in Tuck Everlasting with Ben Cook. We did the tour of Newsies. Okay, so then we're in the because, tour of Newsies because that opens us up to a new like modern. Mm. Okay, wait, who's in the?
0: There's not a lot of there's not a lot of the Newsies touring cast. I think that's done anything other than Newsies. Who hasn't done anything? Like who has done something besides Newsies?
1: Okay, so there's some boys in the touring cast like Demarius Copes. He had went on to do Hamilton.
0: Okay, let's keep that in mind. Okay, is there anybody else? Okay,
1: we've also got Anthony Rosenthal who went to do falsettos. Oh, which also okay. Well, I was gonna say movie musical, but that was just a film thing. Anyways, Anthony <laughs> Rosenthal falsettos with Christian borrell and then that takes. Us I know he's star-studded cast.
0: Wait, yeah.
1: We could do. We could leap back to Hamilton with Andrew Rannells, but. Or we can go back to the man we love, Mr. Christian Borrell. Oh, my God. I do love Christian Borrell. Because he did kind of music live with Audra McDonald. Oh. Oh. Duh. Thank you, Christian. We love you.
0: We love Christian. This is two, two weeks in a row that he has gotten us
1: out of our uh, predicaments. So You good can come for teach him. me, like, a networking 101 class before I try, <laughs> try to break LOL. L-O-L- yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So
0: that means we were in – we were with Kara. In Newsies to Andrew Keenan-Bolger to Ben Cook from Tuck Everlasting, then Ben took us to Anthony Rosenthal from the Newsies National Tour. That took us to Falsettos on Broadway with Mr. Christian Borrell, to The Sound of Music Live with Miss Audra McDonald. And... So we got that
1: one close. That is exactly six degrees. Wow,
0: wow! I think mean, that might have been like our most convoluted one yet. Maybe yeah, it was
1: kind of a swarmy path. Yes,
0: good for us though. <laughs>
1: And yes, well, that was fun. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. Um, And Yeah, I'm going to close up my jar.
0: (laughs) So glad you took it back with you to school so that we could do our six degrees. It's very vital.
1: Don't go anywhere without my jar. (laughs) Just
0: kidding. (laughs) All right. Well, like Cameron said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And um, we'll see you guys next time. Now, the show is over.
1: Yay, bye. Bye.